From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. James, it's great to be back with you, and we have another interesting topic that I think our audience will really enjoy. Yeah, it's great to be back, Steve, and I'm hoping that we did bore our listeners for the last episode. Um, This one hopefully be uh, more engaging for them. Well, we teased it last time, and and I thought our last episode was, was very lively, and I hope that others got uh, as much out of it as I did. But today we're going to talk about uh, taking the idea of network security and and security uh, requirements and and how the industry has ra- been raising the bar to talking about what impact that has on device control. And uh, I, I wrote an article that I'll share a link to from um, AV Network, and I talked a little bit about how in the past, and, and I'm talking 20 plus years ago when I first started in the industry, the challenge was just getting the codes to be able to control a device. And, and that, was, that was really the, the secret sauce. Can I do I have the code? Can I get the manufacturer to give it to me? And and I'm talking even before these were posted on websites, you used to have to have them send them to you through fax. So I'm dating myself, but um, we, we, we've gotten past all of that challenge. And now manufacturers realize the importance of integration and how they need to be publishing their API and why they need an API and how APIs are so powerful. But the change now comes in in that we used to do RS-232 control, which was point to point. And now we're talking about control over a network, which introduces a lot more challenges and a lot lot of of, um, additional considerations, one of them being security. So um, when I talked a little bit about the article in is that, you know, controlling something on a network is not as simple as controlling at RS-232. So I, that was my long introduction for this, and um, I'll, I'll let you jump in with maybe some of your experience. But but what we talked a little bit last time about you know the need for authentication, and that's where the some of these uh, secure connections and and additional requirements come in, which is a really good sign for the industry. But it also makes device control a little bit trickier. Agree, uh, device controlling. It does become trickier, um, but I feel it becomes scalable because now you can easily roll it out. You don't have to change any of your wiring or any of that stuff. But yeah, you it's um, the security of the network part of it is definitely something us programmers have to be mindful because we need we're doing handshaking with um, our devices and doing that basically sets up our device, um, our communications um, for a good uh, man in the middle attack. And for those who don't know what man in the middle attack is, is two devices, simple way to put it is two devices or two people are talking. People, uh, Alice and Bob are talking and Chad is your man in the middle. Well, Alice sends the message to Bob and Chad, if it's not encrypted, if it's not authenticated, it's now Chad is listening 
and getting that message. Um, goes to farther is if Alice does encrypt it, but because the handshakes aren't always going back and forth, Chad can then change that message and before it gets to Bob. So this is a very watered down, easy understanding of man in the middle. It's more complicated than that, but it's kind of, that's my take on it. And um, that's why we need to have these authentication and not use standard ports um, that are out there. Like everyone knows port 80 is your web traffic. So we should be not using port 80 because every single machine out there is scanning port 80. And if it's open, it's gonna get it. Um, and your telnet, telnet is not encrypted. It's not authenticated well used to be used SSH, so Telnet should be disabled on all our devices. So our programming needs to adhere to that standard as well, making sure we're not using, you know, basic authentication and um, default ports. That was a great um, explanation. I, I, I think <laughs> very, very well put and very, very clear and easy to understand. I, you know, as as you mentioned, it, you, you're basically letting somebody eaves, eavesdrop on your conversation. You know, if you, if you want to think of it from that perspective, and depending on what you're talking about, that could be passwords, that could be critical information. You know, sometimes somebody says, "Oh, what's the big deal?" If I'm trying to send a command to a projector, who really cares? But if if you want to get to be malicious, or if you, or if you uh, want to, um, to, to hijack something, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And, and I think that if somebody sees that open, then they're going to look for more things that probably fit into that same realm. It almost looks like you, you're not practicing good uh, network behaviors, if you will. I agree. Um, we almost got to get out of that whole mindset of Oh, it's just a projector. Oh, it's a microphone. Oh, it's an amplifier. When you get into the world of networking, when basically everything is looked at as nodes, it is a node on the network. They don't care if it's a PC, if it's an amplifier, if it's a projector, it's a node. And that node becomes an access point into the network. Um, and then, of course, you hopefully your network security team is handling um, proper ways of uh, doing your ACLs and stuff like that. But again, it's we are now a node on the network and we need to heed to their standard and make sure that we're following along with best practice to make sure our devices are not becoming that low hanging fruit. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's also very well put. And it's, it's again, another place where the experience of IT and, and if we're going to play in that arena, we have to be thinking about it the way they think about it. Uh, I, um, I, I, I think it's interesting that more manufacturers are starting to step up and to, and, and to raise the, the bar and, and be, and, and require certain, uh, authentication and, and security requirements. What I've also found too, and, and I wanted to, to talk a little bit about is that it takes 
both sides to be compliant. So the if if the third party, the device is going to say, I require this type of um, communication, the control system or the the other device that it's talking to needs to also be able to perform at that same level. And the programmer needs to be able to be the one that makes those connected. So that's where I think we also need to be thinking about as programmers and as um, as those uh, responsible for making things work, what's entailed in that? So is it a matter of being able to get more educated or to learn um, what does secure connection and secure communication look like? Does it require learning other languages? And or do we need to maybe um, look look at uh, the control platforms a little bit differently to vet them to make sure that they they all can work with the devices that we need them to work with? Uh, yes to all of this. Simple. I'm a big component. Always be learning. Um, security is never a once and done thing. Um, you always got to be up and be working on it. Same with our program programmers. We got to be learning and he um, advancing our skills, not just for the network security or secure connection or encryption or anything like that, but just honing our skills. So if we become stagnant, that's when problems happen. As I mentioned in the last episode, humans are always the weakest link in security uh, because, you know, we use weak passwords or we forget to secure something or we don't want to secure it because now it becomes cumbersome. Uh, like I said, security is cumbersome by nature. But um, so, yeah, we, we always got to be upping our game and making sure there's, we know the secure connection um, talk. That means maybe taking an IT class or hopefully that we'll see more AV manufacturers and organizations provide these training and education on more IT uh, common knowledge in the AV world. Yeah, I think that's all I got on that. Yeah, I, I would, you know, I'll just add on, you know, one of our earlier episodes, we were talking about what, why is the the AV industry looking at modern programming languages? And I think that this is a good example of where that comes into play, because the the ability to handle some of these requirements is a lot easier when you're working with a modern programming language that is uh, very commonly asked to do things of this nature, whereas some of the proprietary languages, they need to be updated in order to, to do that. And I think it's it's more of a more commonplace uh, in, uh, in modern programming. Yeah, modern programming does seem to use a lot more um, APIs and like controlled um, standard way of communicating and dealing with things. And I'm starting to see more AV go that way. And I'm teaching myself to use APIs. When I first started out programming in general, I didn't like APIs. And that to me was a control thing. I wanted to break everything myself, know how everything worked. Uh, but I'm finding myself to leveraging more APIs than um, 
I used to in the past. Which I, th- I think it's important uh, for, for moving forward. You know, the, what, what, what we're doing, I think, depends on a lot, lot more of that. And it's also good when something's already proven and, you know, works and, uh, and, and you have, um, it, it, there, there's a, uh, there's a lot of effort, I think, that gets put into that middleware that that is used to say that I, I can make a div- two two different products work together, uh, you know, by marrying their APIs and and um, I have this this software that has been proven and tested and vetted and and maintained. So, I, you know, if I, if I can make a pitch for that, I, you know, it's something that that we've put a lot of time in as a company, and I think that there's uh, it's going to become more and more uh, of of a focus. I think moving forward, as as the requirements continue to progress, I agree. I definitely think you're going to see more leveraging APIs and uh, in the common languages and libraries and. Um, I think it's a great step moving forward in the AV industry, especially for us programmers. I think that's probably a good place to leave this one, and uh, but but I think it it's a good continuing conversation, and it's uh, um, as we uh, continue to evolve, security isn't going to go away. So it's something that if we don't get on board with it now, it's going to pass us by and. And I think it's a good sign of us uh, being able to be progressive and and also um, make sure that we're standing uh, to be to chin to chin with uh, with, with the, our counterparts in the IT industry and and they and we're and they're taking us seriously. So, um, James, how can people get in touch with you and learn more about what you're up to? Uh, you can find me on basically almost anywhere on the internet, uh, Twitter. I'm there on Sunday mornings with the AV and AM. My handle is uh, AV underscore James King. I'm on LinkedIn, not as active, but I'm trying to get more active there. Um, I can be found on the digital, the, the Higher Ed Digital Magazine website, the higheredav.org, uh, where I write the IT and AV column. And again, just shoot me a DM. I'm out there. And please do, please, we definitely want to hear from you. Uh, for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on most social media platforms, Twitter and LinkedIn are probably where I'm most active. And um, you can read my writings on avnetwork.com as well as my company website at controlconcepts.net. Uh, but we, as uh, we always say, we want to hear from you. This, this is why this show exists and uh, we were trying to build community amongst programmers and we want to continue the conversation. We've had some past guests. We want to continue to have some more and we want to make sure that we're keeping the content fresh. So please uh, send your questions, ask the programmer, let us know what uh, you want us to touch on and we may even have you join us on a future episode. And that's what we have for today. And this has been Ask the Programmer.